That's right. This is T. Calm Davis, and you are here for another episode of the More to the Point podcast. Welcome to the second season of More to the Point. Thank you so much for the support. First season was an absolute success, and we just helped to keep putting out quality, and hopefully you guys will keep coming back and checking us out. Well, we're still in the throes of the COVID-19 situation. It hasn't really subsided yet, but uh, we're starting to make, uh, you know, our transition into the brave new world of post-COVID. So we're not back to normal, but hopefully we're trying to get there and we'll get there soon. Uh, Today's episode, I'm trying to get a little bit away from COVID in a sense, but what we want to talk about today could possibly help us a little bit in the shut-in situation as far as COVID is is making for us because we're really changing our our eating habits. We're not moving as much because now we're a little bit more shut-in. We're trying to get out. We're trying to, you know, people are trying to get out. People are trying to do workouts at home. The whole Zoom thing is booming. Everybody trying to still get in their physical activity, but we're not doing it as much as we were, uh, you know, pre-COVID. So, uh, also, that means that we're not eating like we should, and we're probably eating a little bit more uh, because now we have more access. We're home. We're just a few steps away from the kitchen, so now we're probably going back and forth to the kitchen a little bit more than we should, but it's because we have more access to it. So if we can kind of you know, curtail that or change our eating habits, that also may help us during COVID, but also the way you're eating could also help you. In, uh, in your immune system and things of that nature. And that brings us to what we want to talk about today. This whole keto uh, thing, this whole keto craze uh, is happening right now. And uh, we wanted to bring in, I wanted to bring in someone who's really, who for one is, is doing it uh, himself. So this way he definitely can speak to it. But also because of his background, he's, he's in fitness, he's well-versed in nutrition. I wanted to have our regular contributor, Fred Johnson come back on today and talk to us a little bit about keto and maybe we can get a little bit more informed and maybe it is something that we might want to try. Thanks for coming back, Fred. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing good. See, how you doing, man? I'm hanging in, brother. I excellent, appreciate excellent. you. I uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, you I, Normally we talk sports and that's cool, but you also, your background uh, allows you to speak to this uh, particular subject as well, nutrition, and I wanted to take full advantage of that. Uh, Fred, give me a little background on this whole keto and keto craze. What is what is what is this keto whole thing, keto thing about? Okay, well, I'm gonna tell you what it's not. Keto is not a diet. Okay, so just throwing that out there so we can stop with the propaganda over it. You see it over the foods. Most of the foods you see in the grocery stores, a lot of that stuff is what we will get into dirty keto, but we'll get into that later. What keto means is your body has an absence of carbs. The carbohydrates in your body are very low, and it's not enough to sustain for energy or use for energy in your body. So what happens, your liver's mitochondria turns on and starts creating ketones. Uh. Those ketones attach to fat. And those are the healthy fats that we eat, like from avocados, the coconut oil, olive oil, right. um, the nuts. And it converts that into energy for the rest of the cells in your body. Right. Mostly your brain, but it does power the rest of you. And that energy is usually three times as efficient as the energy you would get from carbohydrates. Oh, okay. All right. And the, the ketones is where we're getting, I guess, the keto Keto, phrase. yes. It's just a short phrase. Right, Ketogenic right. means... You're in a fat burning state. You're you're burning fat for energy. Mm-hmm. So, what has made it a, a diet kind of situation? You know, a craze in a sense. You know, everybody try to latches you know latches onto the next big diet thing. So, why is keto diet a thing? For me, I first came across it. I'd say probably in the mid 2000s, mm-hmm. and it was at least in my circles, just a part of the trainers, the gym people, bodybuilders, fitness models. And it was a diet to cut up getting ready for performances or, you know, just to look good for the summer. Right. But where I think its effectiveness comes with general populations, it is just being simple. You're really cutting sugar. Right. <laughs> you're not getting carbs hardly. The most carbs you're going to get are from dark green leafy vegetables. Right. And I mean, it's not a rocket science. We've heard doctors and everyone tell us over and over, you know, try to eat more greens, lay off the carbs, lay off the sugar. It's really a simple process, but actually having the science behind it and understanding what your body does when it goes into the state. Right. I think people are jumping onto it because they're seeing that benefit. Right. Ooh, okay. So that's what makes it. Now, 
because of that, it, this shouldn't be a fad diet. It's not, it's, you know, you know, it's mostly what diets are. Yeah. Diets are fads. We know that. That's that's how the diet industry makes its money. Right. If they had the ultimate diet, let's say, then the the industry's dead. Everybody does that diet, and then we're done. So we know diets as a as a rule are fads. Why is this a diet that's sustainable to you? Why do you feel like it, it can be sustainable? Well, let's start with, I guess, the more extreme keto goers, people that probably stay in ketosis almost year round. If they're dealing with anything from metabolic uh, syndromes, uh, type 2 diabetes, bipolar disorders, obesity, uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, this is a diet that actually helps prevent those diseases by keeping inflammation low, by not stressing your body out with um, an insulin response, by constantly getting in sugary foods and high-carbohydrate foods. Once insulin starts spiking in your body to control blood sugar, your body's main job at that time is to not only digest food, but to regulate those hormones again. It doesn't want to have insulin spiking up, but it needs it to get your blood sugar under control. But most of the time, we get too much. Then you feel that crash, and you're going to need to do what? Oh, I need to eat again. I need to snack. And then you put your body on this roller coaster. In the meantime, it's harder for your body to do other things that need to be done. We didn't evolve to eat as often as we're eating now. Right. We would wake up. You needed to go get food. You had to forage. You had to pick berries. You had to go hunt. So if you add fasting or intermittent fasting onto the keto diet, I think you're kind of simulating bringing us back to a homeostasis. Me personally, I think we should cycle. I think there should be times where you're getting in fruit. You are getting in, you know, good, healthy carbs. But maybe 60 to 80 percent of the time, I wouldn't mind being in something more or less keto or paleo, which is like keto. But you cut the dairy and there's fruit involved. So you can get some carbs out of that. But just eating more naturally. Right. Well, well, what's what do you feel from from keto, from doing it and, and doing it yourself? What do you feel keto will will be able to allow people to do to continue to do it? You know, every, you know, it, it seems like what the problem is for most diets and people who feel that they need to go on diets is that they're suddenly not eating mm-hmm. the way they are accustomed to, which is you know kind of what makes them you know fall off the wagon or be discouraged because they're eating things that they generally don't do or don't like, and now that's the, their reason or their reason behind like giving up on these particular diets. What about keto and the things that you have to take in uh, as far as the the, the proper foods will make it sustainable for people? And I I guess I'm a little bit talking from my own standpoint. Usually that's what makes me not want to do certain diets. It's like, I got to eat that. Mm, I'm not particularly thrilled with that. So I'll try to find a workaround or something like that, but then you're not sticking to the plan of the diet. What about keto for you has made you able to sustain it? So here's where we can go back into how I segued and began from clean keto to dirty keto. Okay. Dirty keto is taking the same principles. Um, about 80% of your food intake will be fats, right. close to 15% protein, and very little to no carbohydrates. But those people will do fast food. They'll do unhealthier versions, more processed food versions. Right. I don't recommend that. I like a cleaner keto. I want to eat food that looks like I grew it. I went out and I hunted it myself. You know what I mean? Right. I got you. It's just not stressing our body out. Your body has to figure out these chemicals that we're putting in us. Is right. We weren't designed to take in a lot of the stuff that we're buying at the store. Right. So back to what you were saying. If you're not ready to eat for a purpose, I wouldn't suggest it. Mm. Mm. It's so my question would be when you're going to the grocery store, why are you buying that? What is that right. doing for you? Do you know the vitamins, the minerals, the nutrients you get out of this food? Is right. there a healthier option? Hell, is there a cheaper option? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 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 so it's, right. it's a that, lot of that, things you have to do. Exactly. Are you that's, studying that's your food? Yeah, that's big when it comes to diet. Sometimes people are like, oh, I can't afford to eat yeah. like this. Like you I actually I mean? do homework to go shopping right. because on my keto with my intermittent fasting, I'm on a 
a 20 hour fast and I get four hours to intake food every day. Right. It has to be efficient. I, I don't have time to miss. Right. <laughs> it has to be to the, you know, macronutrient level. I right. need this much fat. I need this much. And I know off top because I got 20 hours to think about right, right. <laughs> what I want to eat. Right. So, like I said, if you're not ready to eat for a purpose, I, you know, there's other other diets mm-hmm. to try. There's other things I would, you know, suggest or offer those people. Maybe try cutting things out. Maybe do an 80-20 rule where you're eating as clean as you can Monday through Friday and then on the weekends, shit a little bit. But right. I wouldn't think this one is for you because you you really should keep your body in ketosis for three months to really feel what that's like. Right. So your body is now fat adapted. You're burning fat for energy. Right. You're craving that. You, oh, man, I want an avocado. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're taking a little, you know, maybe a little almond milk for a treat. You put a little uh, cacao in it or, you know, bacon, cocoa. And then there's some sweeteners that won't give you an in- insulin spike. I really like monk fruit. Oh, okay. So there, there's your chocolate milk. It gives right. you a little bit of a, you know, taste of it being sweet, but it's really the fat that your body's craving and using this energy. And like I said, it's three times as efficient as the energy we get from carbohydrates. Right. So you don't need as much. So now if you're eating more efficiently, your energy from the food is more efficient and you don't need as much from it, that's where you start seeing the, oh, the weight loss. Right. Because mm-hmm. your body now can fast. It can do repair itself. It can do other things rather than try to figure out all this food we keep digesting every two to three hours right. because we need to ride that energy roller coaster. Right. So so I, I was going to ask, the intermittent fasting is mm-hmm. also kind of crucial to this diet then? I think it goes hand in hand. Um, some people suggest that you go keto first to kind of break the dependency of carbohydrates because remember you're reducing your sugar. Right. So if my suggestion for anybody trying keto first find groups and forums. Um, if you're on Facebook, there's a, a Facebook group, you know, you ask for an invite. It's a keto for beginners. Um, if you're a YouTuber, look up Ben Azadi at keto camp, K E T O K A M P. So mm-hmm. camp spelled with a K keto camp. He has wonderful breakdowns, and he would guide you step by step. And he have, even has a website that'll give you a free ebook. So again, Keto Camp. But you would start slowly, a week at a time. Just try to restrict yourself. Maybe the first week we're not doing any grain. We're gonna cut that out. Right. Next week, okay, we're gonna peel back on the fruit, and then that way your body starts to get used to not having those carbohydrates. Because for general pop, you know, you're gonna freak out. Right. You're gonna feel like you're coming down off of a drug not having these you're gonna get headaches mood swings you're gonna get that hangry that whole the whole snicker spiel yeah that's that's true the whole hangry yeah, the, yes i'm hangry <laughs> yeah yeah okay <laughs> yeah i like those commercials though <laughs> <laughs> those are funny. um when will that type of feeling subside uh when you're doing this depends on your addiction man Right. I mean, some people, you know, I need ice cream every night. Some people, I have to have bread with every meal. You know, that was that was that was my mom right there. Yeah. Every meal for dinner, she had to have a piece of bread with it. Right. So for someone like her, that may be a little difficult at first. Right. Because you got yeah, gotta let those yeah. grains go. And then yeah. other determinant factors. Do you live alone? Right. How good is your willpower? Right. How close is your food or your uh, your place of work to, to, to the <laughs> some of your favorite stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, right. it's right. a lot of willpower. Right. So, so you say about being single as opposed to a family situation. Oh yeah. It's probably best that everybody in our household is kind of eating this way, in your opinion. In an ideal situation, but. Right. That's not life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you got kids, you know, good luck. You're going to be seeing those sugary cereals. You're going to be right. coming across well, all well, the treats. Well, well, why can't you just not have those things for the kids? You can. You, you absolutely can. You know what I mean? I mean, but here's my thing. I don't, at least for my kids, I don't try to deprive them. I try to put it up. Here's a treat. Their rule around our house is the only food you never have to ask us for is a fruit and vegetable. So if you're ever hungry, right. hey, have at it, Hoss. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So if it's anything else, we fruit and veggie, 
They're like, can I get it? Fruit or veggie? Right. Oh, you weren't that hungry. Okay. Right. So apparently, yes. right. you weren't that so, hungry. So, yeah, you do right. things like that, but you, right. you give them their little rewards, their little treats here and there. Right. right. Yeah, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm military. I'm, oh, yeah, I know. You know I know. <laughs> you know, I'm ex-military. So I'm like, you will eat whatever I say you eat. You yeah. know what I mean? So, but I think in the sense that of the, of the keto situation, I yeah. I think it would be best if everybody's kind of on the same page, because uh, it's it's easy to fall off of this. I can tell. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's you know it's I mean? very easy. But it also sounds to me like something that if you are disciplined in it, can be very effective. Disciplined in not only its execution, the timing, because like I said, it's if you're doing intermittent fast, you have to have your windows time. You know what I'm saying? Life comes up. You know, if your kid has a recital, you got called into work, you have to be prepared to take food with you at any point in time. So you're going to need certain days to do your meal preps, cook off maybe, you know, four or five chicken breasts at a time, cook off like a whole dozen uh, boiled dozen eggs, you know, just to be ready in case those moments do arise. But I think another big factor in it is keeping it fresh. You got to research. You got to look for different recipes and all those things will help. So it doesn't feel so much of a bore to you. Right. Mm. Tell me, Fred, and and kind of, you know, we're still in that whole COVID problem and situation and crisis. Mm. How, How could eating this way be applicable to the COVID situation in your opinion? In my opinion, well, and what 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 are the fact what what are the up factors uh, in in eating this way during this COVID situation? Well, by intermittently fasting with keto, you're able to space out your eating a whole lot more. Think of any time your body has to take in a lot of carbohydrates, whether it be from sugar, grain, corn, it almost shuts your immune system down while it regulates. The blood sugar levels mm. and then we like I mentioned before if you ride that roller coaster of every two hours needing something to pick you up and bring you back down those are a lot of gaps at which your body's probably not working as efficiently as possible to help protect it against outside germs and viruses right, right. so when you're in this COVID situation mm. uh, the food you take how are they affecting your immune system? Because that's what's that's what's so compromised by this COVID thing. How are the foods that you intake during a keto diet help in that regard? Well, I'm getting a lot of dark green leafy vegetables. Mm-hmm. It's keeping your body more alkaline. As we know, keeping your body at an alkaline level helps reduce inflammation. And inflammation, as we see from cancer to uh, high blood pressure, the clogged arteries, the inflammation t- has a big tie in everything that we see. We're even learning now that uh, the cholesterol levels, LDL, right. that being raised is not the fear as much as how many inflammatory markers that you actually have in your blood that will cause it to clot and to clog those arteries. So, right. again, carbohydrates help keep you in that inflamed state. Right. Switching to more alkaline, veggies, cutting down on the fruit and sugars, it just helps your body work more efficiently. Right. And it helps your immune system yeah. work a little bit more exactly. efficiently, too. It's not fighting itself. It's not trying to process this food and get rid of it. Right. But again, with the whole shut-in, very easy to fall off the wagon on this. If you bring it in the house, yes. Yes, it is. True. Remember, it, think of it as... Those are our little missions is going to farmers markets, you know, the you pick vegetables and, you know, those farms. That's your mission now, because we don't really have to go gather. We don't have to go hike and hunt anymore. So we need to figure out other ways of using our bodies to do it. So if you got to make a big, you know, shopping day, of course, you know, practice social distancing, keep your mask on. So you adhere to all the laws in your state, wherever you're at. Mm. But, yeah, don't be afraid to get out there. You still need to move. You know, don't get stuck in the house. There's other microbiomes and stuff that you need to be interact with instead of being stuck in the house till we all bubble people. Right, right, right. Because then then your immune system can't handle what's outside anymore, period. Yeah, at least at the very least, you should be on your front yard. I try to, you know, bring the kids out for a little bit. We got a little pool. Mm -hmm. Just feel the grass on your feet. Get some dirt on you. Right. You know, don't sit stuck in the house. Right. 
How how do you? And I know because I you know, I I know you in this regard. But what's your what's your how's your chefing abilities come now? Yeah, because not because I guess you 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 have a tendency, and I know you do, to get creative in what you make and, and still try to stay within the bounds yeah. of what you're trying to do food wise. What are, what's happening? What have you found that creatively from a chefing standpoint that you've been able to do because of the keto diet? Ooh. The one thing I'm trying to really get better at is what you would call a fat bomb. Okay. And it's a, a snack that usually has a really, really high fat content. Again, when you're on keto, ketogenic style of diet, your body is searching for the fat to use as energy. So there's times where you feel like, ooh, I'm, you know, I'm feeling a little down, whatever you want to go for, anything like peanut butter. Some people use almond butter. Those are good, healthy fats. Like I said, an avocado. Um, you could do a mozzarella cheese stick, just something to kind of get your body that fuel it needs. Right. So the last our uh, fat bomb I attempted to make was a keto donut hole. Okay. Now that was almond milk. I'm bad if without seeing it on paper, so I can't give you the measurements to it or anything. <laughs> but it was almond flour. Uh-huh. I used monk fruit as the sweetener, right. and I mixed it with coconut oil and cream cheese. Ooh. You rolled it into a ball, Ooh. or I'm sorry, and then you added the cinnamon and nutmeg for the flavor. Right. Rolled it into a ball, put them on a plate with some parchment paper, let it settle in the fridge until it kind of the coconut oil hardens it up again. Right. Not not exactly so like not a donut even, hole. So no, no bake. Cooking that. No bake. You're not even baking. No that. bake. <laughs> it's ready to you're go. Making that, throwing that in the fridge. Yeah, I made about a dozen of them. Took two when I was heading to work. No sooner did I leave the house, my two-year-old son broke in the fridge. My lady looked at, what are you doing, King? Turns around, he's got two in his mouth and one in the hand, and he's breaking out of the kitchen. With so it passed the taste test. He, was, he broke out yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, it was time, I'm out. <laughs> he, he mounted an attack, got in, got the goods. So, I mean, if, his way out. if the two-year-old will eat him, no problem. I, yeah, I say the yeah, taste came yeah. out good. Kids, that's, yeah, kids are a great barometer yeah. when it comes to that kind of stuff. Because they don't like nothing. No. You know what I mean? Right. They only like certain things. And if it's out of the realm of those certain things, they ain't even trying to have it. So for my man, I'm yeah. like, Aaron had a couple of extra in his yes, hand. Yes, yes. <laughs> he was getting set. He was set for the afternoon. So he, he's almost ready for the diet. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, almost yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah. Right. He, he, and that's, you know, it's kind of going back to what I was saying about as far as having the whole family eating that way. Uh, the kids, if they, this is all they know, they, they won't be freaked out by having to eat a certain way. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, do you, do you see it that way? I, that, I mean, here's the thing though. I do have a stepdaughter who works and who gets her own food at time and chips and stuff. Right, right. And when you're not around and she's hanging out with her siblings, right. they, they get access right. to the chips, <laughs> the cookies, you know, all the right, goodies. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So then they do have, they a, have taste a taste for, for it. Yes. <laughs> so now it's hard to eliminate it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that you know is it. It's like that drugs, you know, you can't miss what you never had. But. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but yeah, I can see where that would be a problem. You would have to really, yeah, you would have to be in a real seriously controlled situation from day one. Exactly. To, yeah, to kind of make that happen. And then grandparents, I mean, you people want to feed your kids everything. Right. Like you, you turn right. your back. Now they yeah. have to go other places. Yeah, right, like, you oh, can't well, you know, you at grandma's house. Right. You know, we don't go by them rules. Right. Those rules don't fly mm-hmm. here. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. But, yeah, I think, but I just think the, the tone that you set nutritionally uh, in your household is, is key to everybody getting on board. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but that's good, though. I mean, in that regard, you, that you, at least, at least they're exposed to this type of eating, which, again, would not be a, a stretch for them to, like, eat that way on a regular basis. See, they're exposed, but they still are defiant in a sense to where we have to use manipulation. So you right. get, <laughs> you would blend right. up the, the dark green veggies, right. um, like kale or spinach, and then you would pour it into the pasta sauce when they're not looking. Ah. Or I would make them like a, a fruit salad, 
but it's really I loaded it up with some some pureed spinach. Like you, right. you kind of you, you figure out ways to throw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do it on the sneak. Yeah, tip. that's true. That's true. Well, I think I think you kind of touched on this a little bit mm-hmm. earlier, Fred. But like, what do you recommend to people who who want to do this diet regimen? Like, what what should they do to get started? And, and so, even if you did touch on this a little bit, let's let's be a little bit more su- sustained for the for the you know crowd that's listening and maybe that they want to do this. What, what do you feel is the best way to start this regimen? And like, and what what kind of foods initially initially should they kind of focus and concentrate on either eliminating or adding to make this keto thing successful? Okay, first foremost, if you're in the care of a physician. <laughs> That's the first thing you need to do. Yeah. Go talk to them about them. Let them know you're interested in this diet. Um, if you have access to having your blood tested, if the insu- hey, if you got that good insurance, you can get blood, hormone, and everything else. Just get a read and see where you're at starting. Right. Uh, cholesterol, get the whole nine. If you don't have access to that, I would say the easiest thing you could do is once a week eliminate something. Like maybe I'm taking out grain. Okay. Next week, I'm taking out fruit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next week, I'm going to peel. I'm not going to eat breakfast. I'm going to let myself fast longer and longer. Because remember, when you go to sleep, that's when your fast starts. Mm-hmm. It's when you finish your last meal, that mm-hmm. dinner, or if, if you need a snack before bed, that last time you ate until the next time you eat again, that's the fast. What do you recommend on a a fasting period for someone who's never done that before. Is, is there a kind of a, you know, a starter's uh, point and then and try to increase it? And but what do you think should be the minimum start for effectiveness of the fasting? You know what I'm saying? You could go, hey, yeah, go five hours, you know, yeah, but th- maybe you do that anyway mm-hmm. just in your normal lifestyle. Right. So what, what kind of recommendation would you give to someone really who's really beginning fasting for the first time and, but want to make that fasting effective? If you're male, mm-hmm. I would suggest trying to get close as you can to 16 hours fasting. So 16 hours off of food right. with an eight-hour window to eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For women, mm-hmm. I think the benefit is a little greater 12 and 12, and that has to do with our hormones. We're, right. we're not created the same. You know, right. Not all men are created equal. Women, it, yeah. Everything ties in there. Nothing's cookie cutter. Right. And actually for women, it's, I'm learning a little bit more because I haven't had a chance to take my clients through keto yet. Right. I, I really want to master it myself before I start bringing people sure. on board with it. Sure. But there are times uh, leading up to a woman's cycle where she's going to need to carb up. Like, so Mm -hmm. she's going to have to get off of ketosis to carb up and then wean herself down from fruit before going back into there's like a a whole system based off of just our hormones being different and what our body needs. And I was just going to say, why? Yeah. Why would the fasting be different from male to female? It's just what you need at the time. But women, from what I hear, usually 12 and 12 is a better cycle for them. Right. Okay. Okay. So okay. So you got the fasting down. So mm-hmm. as a, as an initial bust into keto, uh, how how do you think people should focus that energy? That at least initially, if they've never done this before. So we're getting the, we got the fasting part. We got now. the fasting. What are we talking about as far as food? Foods more dark greens. Try to start gain. there. Kale, spinach. Mm-hmm. That's arugula, the right, yeah, right, right. arugula. If you can, if you have access to broccoli sprouts, they are awesome. Right. Get those. Put a lot of those. They help out with your brain function. They help keep you younger and feeling youthful. Add as many of those as you can. Right. Again, you're looking for lower carbohydrate vegetables, so you're probably not going to get any root vegetables in. This is it's not the diet for that. So you're looking right. for broccoli above the ground stuff. Right. Next up focus on learning healthier meats so make that transition and again don't it's going to be impossible to clean your whole house out one day so so as you start getting rid of food just start researching and looking up healthier options to take in with you so you want to look for um free range meats you want to look for cows and um lamb that are grass-fed grass-fed mm. and preferably grass finish because mm. sometimes they'll feed them up until the time it's off to sell them then they'll load them up with grain to get their weight up 
right. to get more form. Right. So if you can find grass fed and grass finished, that's so, even better. So what does that do? What does that do to the meat? So you you got them grass fed, right? But then before you send them off to market, you fattening them up with the grain. What does that What does that do to the meat? And does that negate the whole grass feeding in the first place? It, I'm not sure how much. It changes them, but it does change the amino acids. So the f- fatty chain amino or fatty chain acids, the uh, omega three and omega six, mm. those ratios become off when they're eating something that they weren't designed to eat. Grain, grass was so made what, for cows. Then what's the sense of grass feeding them if you're gonna jerk around what the uh, the, the the benefits of grass fed animals are? Because you can charge more. Because no, no, I mean, I understand yeah. why. I mean, oh yeah, I, oh, it's always about profit. Yeah, oh, it's profit. Oh, yeah, don't get me grass fed is going to be more expensive. But then, yeah, yeah, and that's there's the thing. So you're telling me they're grass fed, right? But then you jack that grass fed process around, and now you're going to charge me money. You're yes. going to charge me extra because you claim it's grass fed. All while creating another market because now they get to charge you a little more for the grass fed and finish. It's a scam. Yeah. I mean, they should just charge the people that aren't doing it the correct way. I wish right. all the subsidies to corn and everything else, you just, let's put that to organic fruits and veggies and see what happens. Right. Just see what happens. What if it's cheaper? Right. What if all of a sudden there's no difference between the one that was sprayed with Raid and, you know, the one that just <laughs> grew outside and was taken care of how it's been taken care of for, you know, centuries. Right. Cause I, I just wonder I, what you would choose. Right. Because, you, again, you, you're, you're selling me on something that's not really true. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't stand that. It, that. That just, that irks me to no end. And it sounds like the grass-fed thing is a great situation. So you say it changes the, uh, the balance yes. in the animal and in the meat. Yes. Uh, and it can cause it to slightly make us more inflammatory. Now, I don't think there's enough... Science. I'm gonna give you a little bro science. This is just my opinion. <laughs> yes. yes. Again, I'm not. I'm not a doctor. Yes, this is bro, bro science. science. But I think a lot of the stigma behind eating beef it really comes from you're eating like kind of tainted meat, so to speak, right. because it's off. It's not supposed to have been fed right. grain. Right. And for me personally, I find. When I eat healthier meats and foods like uh, organic chickens and things like I feel like I'm satiated a little quicker. And if satiated means like you're satisfied. That's right. another thing with looking at carbs and eating protein, majority protein and fat. Mm. Carbohydrates, it's like the, the Lay's potato chip. I bet you can't eat just one. Right. We don't have a mechanism to tell us we're satiated, that we're satisfied yeah. from eating carbohydrates. So that's why, that's why you can eat potatoes, right. fries. It's you great. can load it, yeah, up. Yeah. You can keep going. So you just keep eating it, right? Try that it's with like meat. with dogs. Yes. That's, that's what like, dogs are. Dog, you can, eat uh, until they bluff. Right. Dogs Goldfish. Will, you yeah. give them food, <laughs> yeah. and they'll look at you like, I'm hungry. And I'm yeah. like, dude, you just ate. Exactly. Right. But right. now with, but see, but. Are you feeding your dogs grain? Now, give your dog meat, mm-hmm. just meat. And right. like yourself, when you're eating meat, when you're eating fats and right. cheeses, you get to a point, you're like, ooh, oh, that's, that's enough. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm and full. you, you yeah. no yeah. longer yeah. desires. It's right. almost as though a switch was flipped and you're disinterested. Right. Right. That's another benefit of keto. Right. You know when to back off. <laughs> right. 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 That's why carbohydrates are so bad. Yeah. They're the worst. And like I said, I'm still formulated myself. I haven't had bread since St. Patrick's Day. Mm. Before, mm. before, and I was homemade bread. Mm. And before that, it was the Super Bowl. Right. So I'm going to try to find when I'm actually going to come out and start doing fruits and some healthy grains again. But you, you, you was, <laughs> on the back of home, you were celebrating St. Patrick's Day? Yes. <laughs> I'm Irish. <laughs> Partially. Yo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Say that again. I'm Irish. <laughs> You're Irish? Yes. Ah, okay. McFred? Are you <laughs> McFred? Nah, nah. You know, doing the 23 and Me, learn a little about yourself. Oh, so. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You did the 23 and Me? Yes. You know how I feel about that. No. <laughs> what, what? What's wrong with that? You know how I feel about my DNA being out there, man. Bro, I, I, Moment. No, not everybody can go back like roots and, and track your whole. I need help. I needed help. <laughs> but now your DNA is out there, man. 
dude, they already have a DNA. Come on, man. Where they get your D- where they get my DNA from? Whenever they wanted it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, hey. Anybody that was in, if you were ever in the service, if you ever got county aid at any point in your life, a filling, trust me, they got your they got your stuff right next to Bonds and Clemens <laughs> samples. You right next to them, baby. Right they got you. Them. They already got you. Oh, okay. So you did 23 and me? Yeah. And so you found out you were Irish? Yes. Partially. Yeah. It's about a little less than a quarter British Irish heritage. Really? And then everything else is pretty much that whole coast of Africa, really? the whole West Coast. Irish? So, yes. Hopefully, would they'll not get have, more people Would doing not it. have called that. No, I wouldn't have called it. <laughs> Looking at you, would not have called you, Irish. You're not alone. You're not alone. That's, uh, yeah, that's good, though. That's good. All right. So, all right. So, not to, <laughs> I digress. But the whole, you were celebrating St. Patrick's Day. I couldn't let that one. Oh, yeah. Go. Couldn't let that one just fly by. So, the, the, the eating, the, the, the meat and, and the things of that nature, you, you would kind of, you were saying that you changed it because of the certain things that were going on. Right. The play St. Patrick's Day. And then you said again, you didn't do it against the Super Bowl. So, yeah. so what, so why was the, well, what you, was that? You know so I mean? usually football is a little different for me. I'm doing way more grains. I'm trying to get, get a little size heading to the summer because I know I'm going to go from a paleo to keto kind of right. cut towards heading into the summer. Right. So at that point, I'm a little heavier. I was probably about 220 mm. and just kind of ate whatever. Tried to eat as healthy as I can, healthy grains, right. but. It's football season. I'm having a beer, having a couple of drinks. Got the and hops. Then, yeah. so you got to drink the hops. Oh, yeah. But then taking in the hops. My tradition is right after the Super Bowl, I fast as long as I can. And then it's really? on to the diet. You yeah. said fast as long as you can. Were you talking about days? It was like almost two days. Ooh. I couldn't do it. It was too much because I had so much during the Super Bowl. Right. It was really hard to like wean myself and break off of everything. But I almost got to two. I almost got to it was like 40, 44 hours. It was it was close to two. It was forty four hours. And and what was that like? What was the experience? Were you Uh, withdrawals. (laughs) So what did that what did that entail? What did those withdrawals entail? What was happening? Your mind races. Mm. You try to find things to occupy yourself and you think like so much time has gone by, and you're like, oh, it's been hours. And you look at the, oh, it's 14 minutes. <laughs> oh. 14 minutes. Uh, sweating, headaches. Right. Um, you just try to flush. Ooh. That's the, the best thing you can, try to sleep it off. It's like detoxing from drugs. It's it is. crazy. It, hey, you try to fast for 24 to 48 hours right. and tell me how you feel. Right. And just realize, you're not going to die. Of course not. You're not going to like the way you feel. feel. Right. Like, as a matter of fact, the longest recorded fast... I believe was water fast though. He only ingested, it was under doctor supervision. It right. was in the UK. Right. He was only allowed water and one multivitamin a day. Right. And he was about 400 or no, maybe not quite that big, just under 400, three something. Right. In 380 days, he got down to 150. No loose skin. No. No loose skin. Okay, why not? Oh, because of the, because the diet loss was so gradual. It was his so body gradual. Was able to, his skin was able but to adapt. one of the benefits of fasting is something called autophagy, and that's your body recycling itself. It's basically self-cannibalizing what it no longer needs, fat, right. the skin, damaged cells. So he didn't even really need to get the whole... Nope. Tight, skin tightening surgeries and the whole nine. Nope. I mean, if you don't believe me, look it up. You go to Google right now. Look up the longest water fast. Wow. So my man t- it took in no food. No, just a multivitamin. I don't know if it was every day or if they were checking his levels just to make sure. Yeah, but you yeah, know, he keep was him in, doing this under doctor yeah, yeah. supervision. Doctor right, supervision, right, right, but right. just water. But the discipline. Oh, that's huge. That's over a year. And plus, he was so big, so he wasn't doing a lot of moving around. Apparently. Oh no, he probably was bedridden. Yeah, yeah. he probably he, right. At least in the beginning, because right. no, of course, yeah, yeah. But that's Here, what I mean. He wasn't doing a lot of moving around. Here's the thing with that: once you get past that kind of like weird withdrawal feeling, you get this like surge of mental clarity. Right. And what it's believed this was for was when before we had you know 
this nice cushy lifestyle where we got millennials that are bringing you food at the push of a button and you know uh-huh. drive-throughs every it's every three uh-huh. blocks you actually have to go hunt and get your food you have right. to go see it right so when you were, hadn't eaten in a couple of days Oh yeah, you were sharp. You were sharp because you you, you can see food, that deer. Right? Yeah, you can see. Oh, look at that ravine. Oh, it's fruit down there. You can see that. Right. Yeah. Everything it, it, becomes yeah, clean. You sharp, yeah. and you get this energy rush because now your body is burning off. Like I said, the fat reserves. Right. Because after dietary fat is no longer there, it will go to what it no longer needs, and that's body fat. Right. So that dude. So, ooh. So, but once he started dropping the weight, he probably was like, oh, I, I want to move. I can move. Now. Yeah. He probably yeah. started losing it gradually once he, the withdrawals left. You know, something, yeah. nothing too major, but yeah. you start moving around. Well, because his body adapted. Yeah. This is what, this is what, this is what I try to get people to understand. Your body adapts to things. Exactly. Yeah, at least, yes, initially things are going to be tough and, and, oh, this doesn't feel good. And, uh, I get that. But the more consistently you do it, your body goes, well, hell, if, if you're going to treat me this way, then I better adapt to be able to do it. It has and no choice. That goes with anything, with exercise, with, fu- with food. You, you got to get past that initial badness of it. It's, yeah. yeah, it's all rough, when, especially when you're, not, when you're doing something you're not accustomed to doing. Right. Your body immediately wants to reject it. But, he, here's but you the have tra- to get past that. At one point in time in our lives, we were all keto. Most of us. You know, there are some few exceptions, but if you were ever breastfed by your mother, you were surviving off of protein and fat. There was no carbohydrates in that. Your body was pushing ketones for energy. Right. Initially. Right. We learned carbohydrates. Yeah. We had to learn bread, fruits, right. the treats that you're giving the kids, the right. crackers. Right. And that goes Our bodies learn that. Right yeah. about you, if you can set the tone from day one what to eat, your yeah. child will not know any different. Yeah. Your child only knows what it's what it's learned, what it's taught. Yeah. And I'm not saying those things are bad, but no. just learn the moderation. Yeah. Right, 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 right. You didn't get none of that. Hmm? You, you, were, you were suckling from the teat. Yeah. It was no that's bread. All you need. It was no bread coming out of that no. situation, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. So that's yeah, yeah. Carbohydrates we were all learned yeah. situation. And carbohydrates are the killer. It is. I'm Car- telling you it. Yeah. You don't realize you're addicted till you try to cut it out. Right. You watch people freak out when you tell them no bread. Yeah. Oh, the minute you say no bread to people, <gasps> yeah, they, yeah, they lose it. I was like, but. Yeah. What were the goals we just talked about? Like, right, you, right. That's why it goes what's, back to what is important what's to you. What's important to you, right. The goal or a little discomfort, yeah. for, and not forever. Because you, 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 it's going to be there. Right. And also, your body will just start to go, mm, oh, right, I don't really need that. Yeah. Or here's the tricky part. Now, when I go and cheat, like if I go to a birthday party, hopefully quarantine ends soon, you know, right. we, we're going to have pool yeah, parties and everything. That thing. Right. As soon as I eat anything I'm not accustomed to, I'm going to have to fast for a day or two because I'm going to be hurt. Yeah, Your yeah. body's your not going to know what gonna, to do with that. Your body's going to want to reject that. Yeah. But it's good to know like, oh, yeah, I got that taste out of my system and <laughs> this is why I don't do that. That's why I don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's why I don't do it. And then you it. cleanse out again and you start. It's a cycle. Your body's resilient, but we need to give it everything. So right. if you can give it healthy fats and proteins and dark greens and those vegetables a little bit more right, that's, than everything that's, else. That's the best place to start. Yes. Right. Well, so if you can't go full keto, you know, just try to find what works for you, but try to hold some of those principles in and right. see if you can tie some of those key rules of keto as well as intermittent fasting in to help you be a little bit healthier. Right. Do me a favor. Tell, tell people again the, the best resources that you found to, to, to you know to for keto and, and to get your information i know you said you're on a facebook page yes the facebook page is keto for beginners and again that's on facebook you just look it up on the search bar you send a request they may ask you you know your reasons for wanting to join the group just tell them you're interested in trying to take a journey down this road of being more ketosis than glycosis and using all that sugar for energy. Yeah, because they're going to ask you, you know, why yeah. do you want to join this page? Make sure, you know, you're not trying to solicit and sell things. You know, how most of those groups go. Right, right, right. And, and what about the, uh, there's a YouTube one too. Right? Yes, yes. That's Benazadi. Yeah. And it's Keto Camp, K-E-T-O-K-E-T-O-K-E-T-O-K-E-T-O-K-E-T-O-K-E-T-O-K-E-T-O-K-E-T-O-K-E-T-O-K-
C-A-M-P. So camp spelled with a K. Plethora of videos. I mean, anything from 10-minute informationals on what oils to buy, what cheeses to avoid, and things like that, to 45-minute to an hour-long interviews with other doctors and other uh, professionals that use uh, diet and nutrition to help with their clients and patients and they just go over uh you know all their vast knowledge so again don't be the smartest person in the room find out where all the other smart people are right, and hang right. out i mean that, that's the thing man i mean you you, you got to research it i mean we, yeah i mean it's you know it's great that we're giving people information and there's probably some stuff they didn't know and and maybe they're excited about it but we still recommend that you Research it on your own. The more knowledge you acquire on your own, the more apt you're going to probably be to stay in it and because mm -hmm. and, you understand it and you feel comfortable with it. So please do your own research. Don't just try to jump into it because generally when that happens, you don't stick to it. So do your research on it first and, and you'll probably find that it'll do a lot more for you in that regard. Mm -hmm. Cool. Fred, as always, clutch. Hey, man, clutch I'm always appreciated. You, 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 every time you come, you bring it. You bring it like you're supposed to. I try. That's why you're a contributor to the More to the Point podcast, my friend. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But the next time I get you back in here, you got to talk about your thing. What's that? Uh, NFL football. Oh. Am I, am, I, am I not mistaken? Oh, no. You're right. You uh, hit it on the head right there. <laughs> we'll get to talk about the, the team that plays in, uh, in Texas. The team, yes. Uh, yeah. The there's, team. There's, there's, there's a couple of teams in Texas. We'll, you say we'll, they play we'll in America, about, too. We'll talk about one of them. So <laughs> we'll, 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 uh, you pick the one. I, you know, like, I'll, just, I'll leave okay, it to you to okay. pick which one of the teams in Texas you want to talk about. America's favorite. Uh, who's? America's favorite. And who has and who says that other than people from Dallas? Uh, have you seen their ratings? <laughs> I'm just saying that's a lot of love. Why do they call themselves America's team? I don't understand. We don't. That was Steve Sable. That was the title for his from an old 1960s NFL films, The Dallas Cowboys, America's Team. We didn't give it. You can't give yourself a nickname. I know it's cute. They try to give it to the Patriots. They try to give it to everybody else, and they want to search for this identity. It has to be given. Steel Curtain, that was given. Yeah, New York Sack Exchange, yeah, that was given. Yeah, that was given. Yeah, that was definitely given. That's what we got. <laughs> get over it. <laughs> I know. No, I'm never going to get over it. <laughs> I'm never going to get over it. Whatever. But we'll have you back. I, I know because the, the NFL is going to be different. Yes. When it comes out. And uh, it would be so great to get your insight on that. Uh, do you think, just a quick question, a little off the track, do you think there will be uh, a realignment or a, a change in travel? Because as we do this podcast, the uh, scheduling is coming out tonight. Right. Uh, so do you think they're going to do something uh, like baseball is doing with the whole realignment to kind of cut down on the travel? Will the NFL do something like that? I heard a rumor recently they may look to schedule the earlier games more out of conference games. So the NFC versus AFC. So if there was a reason why they needed to cut games back they could push the divisional games the ones that have more implication on playoffs and uh standings Exceeding, push right. it back yes right 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 okay and it makes sense. sense yeah it makes sense i i'm i i you know just because you know just like football is your thing baseball is my thing oh yeah i, I like the realignment situation right they're, so tell me about that what's going on there around where the american league and national league are are in in divisionally are all together so in other words, the, the, there's no more American in National League. Ooh. It's just Eastern Division, Central Division, Western Division. Ah. So Mets and Yankees will play each other on a more regular basis because now yeah, you right there. Yeah, you got to cut it down. Great. Ah. So, so yeah, yeah, it takes away the whole Subway Series feel. But I was kind of past that. You know, I was kind of over that by this point. You know, it was kind of yeah. great when it first happened, but now it's just it's just it's just counts as regular yeah. games anyway. Yeah. So. I mean, it's nice because I don't like the Yankees, so it's always kind of nice to play them. But I, I like that. Now now the Yankees are, are really somebody we have to fight against to win everything. Wow. So now, yeah, maybe you take away the World Series element of the Mets and Yankees facing each other. But hmm. I don't need that if I see them all season playing each other. Them playing each other in the World Series is not a big deal to but me. But how would it feel if you got to play like one of your ride like Atlanta? Or the Phillies in the World Series. That would like, be great. It would be great. I mean, because then think about the implications of that rivalry. Not you're in 
the championship game. Right. Within the division, though. Yeah. Oh. Imagine that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that'd be off the chain. That'd be off the chain. So, yeah, think about it from, from yeah. your standpoint, Giants-Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah, I so, mean, yeah. yeah. Um, Giants, yeah, 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 yeah. Thinking about yeah. I, Oh, yes, I fantasize often, too. I do. I do. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, as well as I do. Uh, <laughs> believe me, with my Mets, it's, it's always a, a crapshoot every year. It's a crapshoot. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, we'll get you back for, for NFL talk. All right. And uh, you let us know what you think of all the changes or, or supposed changes that the NFL is going to do. Hey, man, I'll be ready for you. I always have you. I always love having you man appreciate it that's all the time we have for on more to the point this week thank you so much for joining us season two uh, i'm so glad that we're sticking around for season two that means that you that that you like us you they they like us right that's I, I, that's why i'm coming back for a second season i hope so yeah it's good it's good it's good so we hope that you stick around too and get back here with us for the next episode next episode i'm probably going to be doing a little something on relationships in the covid19 era you know, we was, we're now with quarantine, and we got to be up under each other a lot more. Is that a good thing? Uh, you know, we, we kind of pressed that before this happened. Oh, families, and let's sit down to dinner. That That's lost now with phones and everybody having their own things to do. Now that we're kind of right back, you know, being in that home situation, is it been good? Has it been good? Is it a plus? Is it the benefit that we were hoping for by trying to get ourselves back to that? So we'll discuss that on the next one of the point. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you very, very soon. As remember, as always, stay safe out there in this era. Please don't text and drive. And also treat your fellow man with love and respect. Till next time, love and peace.